Coming up today, that Xavier Cook's dunk. We break it down, plus the Sydney Kings go back to the top of the NBL ladder. A Milton Doyle masterclass helps the Jack Jumpers over the line. What a recruit he's been. Melbourne United under the hammer once more. And Corey Webster responds after a very, very interesting few days. Lot to get through. This is NBL Today. Great to have your company on NBL Today. Great way to start the week as well with the Professor Pete Hawley. Hawley, great to have you with us. And oh my goodness, Xavier Cooks, he's done it again. Oh, what a dunk. I mean, what a play. Anytime he sees anybody with an advantage in front of him with a mismatch on the ball on the floor, it is game over. But just his reach. I mean, you, you think it's audacious. He, he has the ability to handle the rock. And whenever he takes off from, how far he can lean back and he can just absolutely throw it down. If he hadn't already got dunk of the year, this would have been it. We're not going to beat the first one. That This is what he continues to do year in, year out, game in, game out. And that's why he's box office. So you've still got the first one ahead of what we saw yesterday over the top of Kai Soto? Yeah, you have to. That first one, the way he did it. I mean, they're very similar dunks, but maybe this one gets more of a nod from some people because he had uh, the, the dribble move first to be able to break it down off the dribble rather than just get a gather from a pass from Vasiljevic. But either way, he's won two in the dunk of the year candidates and it's going to be hard to top. If anyone's going to beat him for dunk of the year, it's himself. <laughs> Sydney Kings go back to the top of the table, which shouldn't be lost, I think, in yesterday's win as well. And Derek Walton Jr. was fantastic. Are they still the benchmark in your eyes? Oh, no doubt. No doubt they are the benchmark. And I keep saying it in a couple of articles I've written, the losses they've had to Cairns are only going to help them down the stretch because they play against those teams like Cairns and Adelaide that play really fast. They shoot a lot of quick shots. That Chase Buford gets to go back and look at that. So if he comes up across them in any final series, he's going to have the perfect game plan against them. It's only going to benefit them down the stretch. They're one of the deepest teams, if not the deepest team in the league in terms of contributors. Galloway starting to really shine in the minutes that he's playing. Chase Buford's put a lot of trust in him. Everyone off the bench does their thing. But when you're led by Xavier Cooks, Derek Walton Jr. looks like he's got his spark back. They're definitely the benchmark. Jack Jumper's got the money 99.84 against the Brisbane Bullets, who I thought played pretty well. There's no doubt there's that Things are looking better under Sam McKinnon so far. But let's talk about the JJs and let's talk about Milton Doyle, Pete. Again, massive for them down the stretch. He's a silent assassin. And I love that it took him a few games this season to realize, yes, the way that the Jack Jumpers play offense maybe doesn't suit his style of play. And he, he kind of got to the point where he said, you know what, I've just got to go out there and ball. And he just goes out and does his thing. He, he handles the rock a lot when Josh Majess not in the game. He, he is an absolute bucket getter. He, he's quietly athletic as well. Let's not forget that he can get upstairs, but he's. I love the way he goes about it. He's a beautiful player to watch play the game. The, his craft is exceptional. And the Jack Jumpers need that kind of offensive contributor. It's different than what Josh Adams brought, but it's only going to help them benefit. And you mentioned that game against the Bullets. Well, they clamped down in the second half. They allowed Bullets to have 27 in the first two quarters each and then 30 points total in the last half. Now, that is Jack Jumpers basketball. What did you think about Corey Webster and the weekend that he had with the New Zealand Breakers against his former team? He had 26-5-4 and four and played a fantastic role for the Wildcats. The, the social media stuff from the Breakers and Corey's response, how did you see it all? Firstly, I, I want to remove the social media thing from him. We'll talk about that in, in a second. But for all the people who have said that Corey Webster, he, he's passed it or whatever, that's what I love to see because I've had plenty of tough times trying to guard that man. He's a walking bucket. He always has been. He was a significant part of Breakers history and always will be. So I love to see him go out there on his home floor, 
I said all his home floor, obviously not for the Wildcats, but for yeah. where he's from and, and to come out there and do his thing. And that's what Corey Webster does. And the Wildcats need that. I love that John really threw him out there in the starting lineup. He has been struggling for consistency this year. I don't know whether the social media post had anything to do with that. Either way, it was a stroke of genius, including the 22nd timeout in that game. But back to the social media post, only one thing I want to touch on with that. Modi Mayo, the way he spoke in that press conference is one of the most perfect responses you could ever have to anything really in terms of a mistake in this world. He's an exceptional human being. And if he wins coach of the year, I think everybody, when they hear that speech, is going to want to run through a brick wall. Yeah, he's definitely the leading candidate. I think no doubt about that. And obviously there are others around him, but Motti Mayo has been superb for that group and what he's done. Let's finish off with Melbourne United, who played tonight against the Illawarra Hawks at the Wynn Entertainment Centre. They went down on Saturday to South East Melbourne in the throwdown. I don't know, Pete, you, you're the judge here, but I feel like it's going to be pretty hard for Melbourne to get back from where they are right now. Well, it is. I mean, make no mistake, they're, they're in a big hole in terms of how far they've come this season and haven't got the results. And you look back last week when they led for 98.9% of the game against the Jack Jumpers and let that one slip. And what I love a lot is, is Chris Golding's pre-game interview with Jenny Screen and they talked about the playing game and he said how sixth is something they're going to be striving for. Obviously, you want to get higher and high as possible, but... They know that, look, yes, they might look like they're down and out in terms of a ladder position, but they've just got to get to sixth spot. And if you're playing your best basketball come the playing series, come the final series, and you can back yourself to beat anyone any given night, anything can happen. Sport is crazy. NBL is crazy. So if that's what they're really striving for is just getting to that sixth spot and continue to get wins, then maybe they can do it. Marcus Lee has looked really good since he's Mm -hmm. come in, but... They've had let a lot of things slip and not enough positives coming out of that game that I think they would have liked in terms of overall. They want to play 40 minutes. I think they probably played half of that. Tip off tonight, 7.30 at the Win Entertainment Centre. Of course, check your local guides. You can see it all on ESPN Halls. Thank you very much. We'll chat to you soon. No worries. Good to talk to you. We're back on Wednesday with Liam Santamaria for our next edition of NBL Today.